What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. This week's episode is brought to you by our friends at KiwiCo. So much more on this amazing brand uh, and a 50% offer for you guys later in the show. But until then, as always, sit back, relax, or baby, keep it pushing. You know how we do. Hi, I'm Andrew, the father. We got Ivory, the daughter, and Gio, our little man, and Daniela. I don't think an entrance is needed. You probably know the voice of Mother Time on Nickelodeon. Yeah. He sees it up like a mother father. If you got a son or daughter, it could be a lot of we know. You ain't gotta be the mother father. You could be the son or daughter. This is still the right show. Yeah. We'll meet you where you are in your life or your car. If you need or you're far, you got a cat or a dog. Good vibes or a problem in school or got a job. We just want to know who you are. So we can say thank you for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yay! Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both Hit adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. Um, it's been a minute, guys. We uh, took last week off, not uh, on purpose. <laughs> we, we, not on purpose. We Well, uh, when we, like, after we thought about it for a while, then it was on purpose, sort of. Kind of. You know what I mean? I don't know. Long story short... We actually did record last week. Uh, Be honest. But our uh, SD card was full. Correct. And Daniela had the device and she wasn't monitoring it. And long story short, she recorded for a long time and then we didn't actually have space on the card. Uh So only a few minutes of it recorded. Mm -hmm. And then we had a little argument. killed each other. Almost killed each other. And we needed a break at that point, so we stepped away. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Then we decided not to do it for the rest of the week because we needed a break. Kind of, and also, like you guys, it is so freaking hard to find windows where we have the opportunity to do this. Um, I hate to even be that person, but it's true. It's like we we do have help. We have Naomi here Monday through Thursday, but even so, you know, it's a lot for her to juggle two kids, and we don't feel like. We want to put that on her, so we use our nap windows usually to pod, and um, sometimes those nap windows don't hold up, and they're short, and uh, yeah, we just... No, it's... I think parents know this. Every time you need to get something done, yeah, something pops up. Yep. True it's that. It's usually a kid. True that. Yeah, literally pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a win and a fail? I do. I do. Uh, sorry if you hear some clicking. That's uh, that's our dirty clothes hamper that I'm leaning against. Because uh, <laughs> we're still sitting in our studio, which is the floor of our closet. Uh, my my, f- uh, you know what? Here's the dad brain kicking in. I absolutely had a fail. I'm going to start with a win. I actually have a couple wins. One is. Uh, you know, I've talked about mental health a fair bit on this show and been pretty honest with my experiences and, and struggles that I have from time to time. And in last few days, I'm sure you've noticed, uh, I think my energy's just been a little off. I, I've just felt off. I've felt a little low and I can't pinpoint it. I feel like I'm doing all the same things that I normally do, like same sort of routine and whatnot. Uh, but long story short, 
the win is that it it's always a nice reminder to know that just because that's what you're feeling like that's that's not forever you know it's 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 nice to be able to look at it as temporary because today is monday um and we're recording and for the first time in several days i feel a new light like Mm -hmm. i just had a different outlook when i woke up this morning after the first like 30 or 60 minutes, you know, when I was like basically dead for a while. <laughs> yeah. But then finally, I'm, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, just looking at the way that I was viewing recording the podcast together last week and how I was viewing it this morning are night and day. Yeah. And so, again, it's just nice. It's just nice to know that when you just when you just stick with it and you just push through those feelings, I'm sure we all experience them. Uh, you usually come out the other side. So everything you're feeling, what I'm trying to say is temporary. Mm-hmm. So that's the win. Um, I hear that, man. I hear that. I feel like I go through, gosh, I mean like a handful of emotions in maybe the course of an hour sometimes. Oh yeah. It's yeah, it's a lot. And, and for me, it's trying to stay present. That's what helps me like. I don't know. Like when I said before we were recording, I was like, we're here, we're doing this, we're getting things done. It's going to be okay. Um, And another positive note, guess what I just realized on the recorder? What's that? (laughs) It's not 25 minutes. Oh, that's 25 hours. Yes. So we thought we had to rush into this. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You guys have no idea how much of a shit show we are sometimes. We oh, like no. we're we're scrambling for for SD cards to record on. Like oh. we can't figure out how much capacity it actually has, so we're going and oh, we we found a <laughs> random old one with pictures from five years ago. Like, are you comfortable deleting this folder? <laughs> we thought we had to delete them all, and uh, no, we don't. We've got twenty five hours. Everyone, I, grab some popcorn and a Drew coffee. We're here, dude. Could you Let's imagine? Go. That? Could you imagine like first twenty four hour podcast? Listen, I'm sure it's been done. People consume. You consume. You are a consumer consu- of the content. I consume good stuff, though. Okay, Funny sure. Stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Um, all right, I'm gonna get into my wins and fails. Wait, what about what about the rest of mine? You said you had a win and a fail. Oh, you that was the it. win. I had a I I had a fail. I did have a fail, and it's it's okay, gone. We're you know? good. We're gonna move on. No, I want another win. I want <laughs> another win. Okay, my other win is that. Uh, I had both kids. What day was that? Oh, Saturday. Saturday. Smashed it. Mm-hmm. Smashed it. Mm-hmm. Like, smashed it. I left at 1045 um, for an... <laughs> She's like, oh, I'll be back at 1. You know what? I think I'll leave at 1.30. Uh, okay, well, actually, how about I leave at 3? Dude. No, I'm going to leave at 3.30. Here's what happens, okay? First of all, like you guys have probably heard in the past, like, we do not live near our family you know like we're not like a hop skip and a jump we're like at least 25 to 30 minutes away from pretty much anyone um and this happened to be closer i got there one hour before my cousin's baby shower started because i'm not good with details i thought i saw 11 it was 12 but the the really kind of weird part is is that at this time i call my aunt and i say oh my gosh i think I don't know what I did wrong. Is anyone, what happened? Why am I here early? (laughs) She's like, I don't know, but I'm at Nona's house. Do you want to come here for a little bit? And um, so I did. And I helped get my grandma ready to go to my cousin's baby shower. And then we got there on time. So it was actually really helpful that I was there an hour early. And that is just my, that is the universe looking out for me. So... (laughs) Oh, 
Oh, gosh. Andrew, what are you holding? This, uh, I believe, would be a... <laughs> no, stop. A, no, stop. It would be like... Stop, stop, stop. An army green... <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Toenail clipper. Stop. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. I can't. <laughs> okay. Oh. This is something that Ivory would put in her mouth. Keep, throw it in the trash. Without thinking please. twice. <laughs> Dude, she eats... She eats... <laughs> everything but we got two teeth we got two teeth so like she would have an easier time with this toenail <laughs> you guys i need to this is when i need to check into being present okay? reminder we're sitting on the closet floor which is why i randomly found a toenail it's not <laughs> like it was like on the table or a desk or something you know so it does make more sense that it was on the floor but still <laughs> but still where do you cut your toenails it must have flung. I do them by the toilet. Do you do it on the toilet, like foot on the toilet seat? I do, Andrew. That's how I do it. See? I don't know if that's right or wrong. <laughs> I would be curious to know what people think is the right way to clip your toenails. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's an adulting thing. No, and that is on brand for us. 100%. That is 100%, 100%. on brand. So, you so know. how do you clip your toenails? Look at that. Mm-hmm. Drop the question. This drop one's the actually here. splitting, so we're going to have... <laughs> Okay, right now I'm playing with the toenail clipping, so I'm going to put it down. <laughs> uh, next week, when adulting like a motherfucker, we'll talk about fingernail clipping. <laughs> um, so, back to the win and fail, okay? Because we need anchors on this show, and that is the one that I'm going to refer to. Um, you guys, I don't know how it happened. Again, real adulting, 30, how old am I? 32. 32 years old. And... I did something to my knee. I don't know what happened. We were at the new house yesterday and I was feeding the kids out of the trunk as you do, you know, because the whole house is a construction zone and they needed to have lunch. And so I had to put them in the back of the car and open the, you know, the hood. Was it, thingy. Was it, it was too windy to do it like in the yard? It was. It, the, you put the sprinklers on to make sure they worked. So all of the grass was soaking wet. Then I had oh. nothing to work with. So it was just the car. Um, so I fed them lunch out of the car and I was standing at an incline for a little while. And I don't know what happened. Afterwards, I felt like my knee decided that it completely was numb, like numb as if like your feet fall asleep or your foot falls asleep, that's what happened to my knee. And I was like, oh, this will this will come back, right? A little knock-knock here, knock-knock there. No, nothing, no no feeling in my it's knee. It's still asleep. And one day later, it's like not necessarily asleep. Now I just feel pain. Right? Interesting. Yeah, so that's my fail. Like, would you go to I a doctor gonna... for that or would you self-assess? Self-assess. You want to mm. know why? Why? What's a doctor going to tell me? I don't know. Like what if you tore a ligament or something? Nah. Well, what if you had a tear? Usually you need surgery to repair that. Would you not do that? Well, yeah. I mean, maybe, but I don't do feel it like yourself? it's a tear. <laughs> I, would, I would try. No. 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 I, if it were something serious, you know, and I don't think it's that serious right now. It's just a little bit painful. I just think that, you know, I got to take it easy. Maybe do a little massage action, you know, drink some yeah, water. Yeah, that's what she told me this morning. She's still she's still limping around like, like she had a sports injury or oh, something. Oh no, it's like, a mom injury. That, that's real adulting when you get hurt just standing. <laughs> you know, when you have a child who's thirty pounds and then a child who's pretty much almost thirty pounds. Yeah, okay? she's a chunk. And you're handling them 
all day, every day, you know, it's you're bound to get hurt. Okay, it's the wildest thing for the week with her. Like he's he's easier now because he kind of just like knows what to do. Like specifically when you pick him up with her, sometimes like oh she's dead weight sometimes, but she's also fighting against you. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, you are using twitch muscles in your body. The worst part of that is when. You go in there like late at night mm-hmm. and she's like deliriously screaming in mm. your face, you know? Well, she's screaming before she's in your face, but then you pick her up and she like actually brings the volume up higher. <laughs> and then you would think, oh, she's screaming because she wants us to come in there and pick her up and like do the things, you know? Right. Take care of her. Love but her. then you do it and she brings the volume up mm-hmm. and pushes away from you at the same time. Can I tell while you while you're half asleep? Can I tell you what to do in that moment? Well, I just I just hodl. You what? Hodl. What's that mean? Hold on for dear life. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's like an investment term. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Hold on for dear life. Mm-hmm. But I do it with babies too. I you know what? I think it's applicable on most most categories. Seems that way. Uh huh. Um, what I was going to let you know is that when she's pushing off your body, mm-hmm. it's because she is like, no, I'm tired. Yeah. I don't want to be like, you're not going to be able to help me here. So what I do is I will put her back on her in her bed, like on her side or on her belly or whatever. And I'll rub her back or I'll like play with her hair or whatever just to calm her down. And then she can get comfortable. And usually I'm not kidding you. She'll go from screaming at that kind of octave to then like realizing, oh, okay, I'm my mom's here, but I'm in my bed and I want to go to sleep. So I'm going to just let her like help me relax. So there you go. Pro tip. Okay. <laughs> so I that's my fail. <laughs> um, the knee is no one. And um, so what's the next step there? Well, like how long, do, it... how long do we let it go like this before we take like the next step, the next action? Um, for I'll you, not it... too many steps. <laughs> You're such an ass. I'm going to give it like a solid day or two. Okay. Yeah, at least. And I'm going to just see what happens. If it gets better, then, you know, we're in good shape. If it gets worse, then I'll probably have to slip away for a couple hours and get a massage. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what you told me this morning. Yeah. As you, you like, you know, whatever, flipped your hair and then walked down the hallway or something. Uh-huh. Something like that, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. We were talking about your knee and you were like... I might have to get a massage. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to get a massage because it's usually when a, when an injury like this happens, okay, coming from a professional who's an intuitive doctor, I um, it's not necessarily the knee where, you know, it's not like as if I fell on my knee no, or no. I banged my well, knee. Well, yesterday you said your kneecap was numb. So the kneecap is numb, but it's got to be from something else, right? So like I'm thinking the about my hip. Cap. I'm thinking a lot about my hip right now and whether or not maybe my my hip. So I typically hold ivory on my right side, which makes me feel like I overcompensate with my weight shifting. You don't switch? Um, Yeah, I switch. I switch quite often. Yeah, I switch, but I think I'm more comfortable with her on my right side because it's Mm. like my more dominant side. Yeah. And I feel like I, you know, with the wiggly worm these days, you got to have a lot of security, a lot of holding. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm best I'm best at hodling on my right side. So yeah, that makes sense. My left side, which is where my knee is hurt, my left knee. Um, I think that there is an issue, possibly with like a strain from overcompensating. Yes, and I think possible. that it might have to do with my hips, and maybe I need to get realigned, do some yoga, 
I'm going to have to carve out time for that too, Andrew. Okay. And um, I feel like you caught, I, I feel like you've been carving some time out, which is I? good. Yeah, which is good. I'm, I'm not mad about the it. The baby shower was I, not an elective carve out. That was a mandatory invite. I had to be there for yeah, my cousin. Yeah, but you wanted to be there. I did. I did. But, you know, did, really, what was what would my excuse have been? There was no such thing. I mean, this happens once. No, you got to go. You got to go. Pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, but it's enjoyable. It was nice. Free it was food, nice. It was beautiful. Drink, the free food. I'm some always friends, here for some it. Some family. Some. And then what else did you do? Nothing else, really. I did get my nails done. You got actually. your nails done? Yeah, I did have to get my nails done. So thank there was you something again else, though. for that help. There was something else. No. No hair? I did have a hair appointment in the last couple of weeks. You're right. Mas- last couple of weeks? Wasn't it last week? I don't know if it was last week. Massage? What? Didn't you get a massage? No, that was a while ago. That was for Janessa's birthday. Oh, right. See, Janessa's actually the problem here. Well, she's 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 that. Like, they celebrate things. You know yeah, no, I mean? they're good at celebrate. That's See, that's another adulting lesson for us that we're still catching on to. Celebrating milestones and really celebrating I'm actually talking them. about this with Michelle. Really? Well, I, I, we talked about it last week. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've been one of those people who, uh, I don't know if it's like, I think it's just ingrained in me to, it's the idea that there's always room for improvement. So you're never done. Right. And mm. because of that, you don't celebrate. I never celebrated. I never wow. learned to celebrate the, the little wins, the progress along the way. It was always like, there's still further to go in your destination. So what I would do is like, you know, in my own words, like I put myself through hell. Like I don't make things enjoyable for myself until I get to the destination. But the problem is the destination always moves. Yeah. You're so, never going to. Yeah. There's you no. Know? Of course. Yeah. That's so, an interesting uh, thing yeah, to I'm talk about that. because I feel like we're similar in that way. And that is not doing. That's not serving us. No. No. You got to. You got to find reasons to celebrate yourself and celebrate the little wins and enjoy the process and like i still enjoy the process most of the time like i somehow get weird satisfaction of putting myself through hell at times to know that like i'm getting better or making progress or whatever but it's certainly not how you can see other people feel like everything in life is a bit of a celebration and they're still accomplishing things. Do you know who's a great example of that? Who? Wendy Bellissimo and Joe, their family. Yeah. They're really good at celebrating something almost every day. They just just celebrate life. Yeah. Yeah. That is a real gift. And I think that goes back to being present. Yeah. Like when you can deal, like not when you can deal, when you can just be in the moment and recognize how pretty it can be, how special it can be and, and put effort into it. That's like, that's living. That's living, baby. That's living. I'm ready to live. Yeah. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. Okay, guys, now that the holidays are upon us and we're really leaning in, uh, we're all getting creative uh, from the decorations that we put up to the lights to the food that we put on our plates. Uh, With that, let KiwiCo foster that natural creative thinking and channel it into hands-on fun for your kids. I love KiwiCo. I have literally worked with them since Gio was a baby, like weeks old. And I was just saying the other day when I unboxed this last month with them, um, how crazy it is that like... 
the older he gets, the more fun they become for us. You know, like they're so much more interactive now. He has this like cool water mat where like you can put a, you paint with like a water, a brush with water on it and it doesn't make a mess. And it's like, it's just fun for him to do that because he's learning how to like use his hands and be artsy. Yeah. It's just. Was that wagon that he was. That was in Ivory's box. He's obsessed with that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing is like the boxes are subjective. So it's not like you, you can get one for your kid's age, but like he still plays with the toys from past boxes. Sure. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just a fun thing for us to do together. And I was saying also, like, I didn't go to in-person school. Like I, I was homeschooled most of my school life. Now I say that because people relate. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. And what's interesting is that like, I didn't have tools like this available for me. So I missed out on a lot of like hands-on experiences. And what KiwiCo does so well is creates these opportunities for you at your home. They don't have to go and have this at school. Like it's literally laid out for you by their stage that they're in. Mm -hmm. And then they have this magazine that kind of walks you through like what you can expect your kid to be experiencing at this point in their life, what you can learn from it. It's educational, but it's fun. That's like how I like to learn. Yeah. And I just like, I've said this so many times. I just like that it's convenient. Like there's so many things for us to think about as parents. Yeah. And you want to foster the creativity, you know, but we're not experts in that. We can, we can figure it out, but that that's time and energy. So if you just let the experts curate these sorts of things for you yeah that are developed specifically for your kids age and like they use steam which is this model that's based on science technology engineering art math and every box isn't i know i've because i had to learn about it right and it's it's become a part of our our life so i want to know what they're doing like i don't want them to just pick up some silly toy and have lights and sounds flashing in their eyes like that's not what kiwico is about no kiwi's like take it down to like the basics Mm -hmm. and have fun learning about things that are applicable to you know what they're learning in their stage of life that's right all right let's get to the juicy stuff we have a a deal redefine learning with play explore hands-on projects that build confidence creativity and critical thinking skills right now guys get 50 percent off your first month plus Free shipping on any crate line with code adulting at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com, K-I-W-I-C-O.com, promo code adulting. And now back to adulting like a mother father. Um, do you have any more on that? Because uh, no. I, I have a thought. I'm ready to hear it. I remembered what my fail is. Oh. And my fail goes back to the house. And it's this, like, we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do with the house that we're in right now. Mm. And, uh, I'm, I'm an analysis guy. If you guys haven't picked it up yet and I want to know the details, I want to talk to people who know more than I do. Sometimes I have, I have trouble finding the people that I trust that I look up to that know more than I do. Cause I can fall in the bucket where I feel like I know everything, even though I may not say that, mm. you know? Um, so somebody could tell me something and I'll be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I go back to what I was thinking, which is not the way to do it. But coming back to the, the fail is, you know, we're hoping we're, we're a little pushback from Thanksgiving getting into the new house. So it's probably going to be first, second week of December. Right. But we've been sitting on it long enough. When we get out of this place, we want to know what we're doing. Like we want to already be going down that path so it can happen as quickly as possible. What he's referring to, because in the in the last update around the house stuff, um, we had said that we were going to Airbnb our current home. We own our current home. It's in a great area. 
like it's accessible to a lot of things and you know there's a big demand for our neighborhood in terms of renting and selling and it's appreciated uh, double since we've been here in five years which is really amazing yeah um so it's put us in an interesting position where we have options right so like it could very well make sense to rent it out it definitely demands a premium we would rent it even furnished or you know it's just it's it could be really great for for a family long term it could also rent short term via an airbnb or vrbo whatever it is um but that's a lot of hands-on work and we've realized with our personalities that like adding things to our plate right now seems like it may not end well it seems silly so we thought okay what would it look like to sell Mm -hmm. and listen we've gotten hit up by you know realtors in the area people looking in our area um and even potential like loose numbers thrown at us like what what people would pay us for the house and it's it's attractive it's attractive so Andrew's been crunching the numbers over here. Mm-hmm. Doing my analysis. Well, here's the thing. I mean, there's different ways to look at it. One, you rent it, right? You get recurring income. Hopefully, you find great renters uh, that don't that aren't a problem. The downsides of that is in California, you know, you don't have a lot of power in your hands as the landlord. The renter has most of the power. Two, you've got another like physical, real thing to to manage, and you've got maintenance and stuff. You've got the possibility of like big maintenance projects that could come up that like really eat into your profit. Um, so there's all these variables right now. Now we have a healthy margin between what we can rent it for and what our mortgage is, which is great. And it's also a hedge against inflation because the loan that we have on the house stays the same. So the interest rate stays the same, but if the price of rents go up, we could increase rent as well. Right. And that's a hedge against inflation. Now on the flip side of that, you're like, wow, I mean, we can make a chunk of money right now on a, and, and a lot of that is tax-free. Because if you guys don't know, I think it's across the U.S. If you've lived in your home, you own a home, you've lived in it at least two of the last five years, and you sell it, uh, individually, you could take 250000 tax-free. Married uh, or multiple owners, you can take up to five hundred k tax-free, which is great, right? Not a lot of things where you can make a chunk of money and not be taxed on it. So there's that. There's- Unfortunately, Andrew and I are both on this loan for the house so we yeah. can walk away with the, the yeah. 500k tax-free yeah which is which is wild and there's so many arguments i could talk about this forever right but for me it's like do we want to just lean out a little bit meaning not have not have to manage another thing know that we we walked away with a nice profit and the idea is you don't just go and spend the money right you don't become a consumer with that it's just you're, you're exchanging assets. So you take your money from this asset and you find another asset that uh, pays you the same or hopefully more and you have to do less managing, whether that's in the stock market or some in crypto or whatever else you can find, then all you're literally doing is logging into a website and making some clicks here and there and you're, you're potentially getting the same return, maybe more than having to manage this. Right. I think like ugh, there, like you said, there's so many ways of looking at it. For me, I was always taught or I always had this idea growing up that <clears throat> real estate was um, something that I wanted to acquire and I wanted to work really hard at having properties because I just knew that no matter what, land is scarce, right? Like you can't, like that is a very 
tangible thing that will always have value because people need land to live. And, you know, there's an emotional attachment too. So with our home, obviously we've been here for the last five years and we love it. We've put a lot of work into it. So, and a lot of the biggest things of, you know, our relationship and our family have happened on in this property. So it's special to me and I would love to keep it. But even me, like someone who always said, no, you never sell real estate. You always hold on to real estate. I'm looking at it differently. You know, there's, we've seen such great in my like adulthood alone. I've seen such crazy trends in the market. My first property, um, at 17, I bought in 2000, 2007, right as the market basically crashed. So I bought Eek. it a high and then every bank went bankrupt essentially. And so I learned my lesson then that this is not something that you can really predict, right? I had no idea that was going to happen. I was so young and like naive and I put everything I had worked for into this property and I lost it all, lost it all. So now that we're in a good position, it's hard to gamble. It's hard to to say, you know, well, I know we can get this and walk away and have a healthy return, but maybe it's worth to keep it in in the event that like it appreciates even more in the future. Yeah, but it it likely will, but it's it's you know, in what time frame? No, I know. My guesstimate is that the market will go down at some point in the next 1 to 2 years. Mhm. And so then it's like, how long are you then sitting on the property for it to come back up to where it is today or surpass it? Right. You know? Yeah. But the difference is you're renting it, so you're getting income along the way and the equity you're building like underneath it. And at some, whenever you're ready to sell, that's there for you. Right. It's, it's, I, I don't know. It's like, uh, I'll just, my eyes are being opened to different possibilities and taking a little more risk mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, putting the money in your hands to go and make decisions because I mean, with the house, it's all tied up. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if there's any professionals out there who would like to weigh in on this, you can call Hello? in and leave a voicemail. Who are you? Nah. I know, which is funny. It's like, you're so great when it comes to managing money. And then technically I am a realtor. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we should be able to make our own assessment. See, I don't think that we need to complicate it so much. In my mind, what you should be looking at with something like this is cash on cash return. So how much you have invested? What's the return on what you have invested, right? Sure. So let's say in a house around here, you can make, say, 7% a year, 6 to 7 or 7.5%. You're just comparing assets. So if I can make that here with appreciation, is there something else that'll make me at least 6 to 7% and appreciate as much or more? And then you're comparing like, okay, what are the pros and cons of each? Like there's maintenance on the house, whereas something else, like you really don't have to do anything at all. So you're just comparing like what works best for your lifestyle. Sure. No, I get it. Um, Yeah. So that's where we're at with the house. And that was your uh, fail. Um, I'm glad we have these, you know, anchors, I like to call them. Oh, yeah. Because without that, we got nothing. nothing. (laughs) Um, I was going to say something. So. Oh, man. What was it? Andrew, help me out, bud. Help me oh, out, dude. bud. She's so we've been doing this like first name basis thing a little bit. Andrew. Recently. And it look, it's getting overused. And I'm just going to say this. I think you overuse my name. You but then you started, you started with the bud last night. Oh, bud. 
bud. See, listen. See, it doesn't bother me when you do it to me, uh-huh. although I hate it. Um, Andy, don't talk back to me. See, that's another one for me. Andy, chill out. Sit there. Okay? That's Relax. The take other. a deep breath. All right? It's gonna be I don't, okay. I'm not a fan of bud. I'm not a fan of bud. Yeah, no, I think Bud is condescending. Or Buddy. I think Buddy is also very condescending. Yeah, it's like... I think I, it's so, putting, you, putting you in your place. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. And that's where you need to be. You need to be put in your place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is my place, though? We're trying to figure that out. That's what this show is about. Right. You got any got any leads? No. <laughs> Haven't it's done kinda, any soul It kind of is what this show is about. It kind of <laughs> is what life's about. Yeah. You're just always trying to figure out your place. Mm-hmm. Right now, my place is the closet floor. It's cold. Right next to your toenail. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. What a show. Did you have, have anything else? Um, yeah, not really. I, you know, it's kind of a weird thing. Lately, I feel like we've been up and down and all around and so busy. I feel like the stress level has been high. The stress level has been so high. It feels a little bit better right now, though. It feels okay right now. Thank goodness. I mean, last week was rough. I, you know what? I will touch on what we did record last week that didn't make it. And I'm oh, just yeah. going to leave it here. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And I think this partially has some to do with why I've been edgy. Um, oh man, this can be a whole episode in itself, but basically, um, I, we watched a documentary called they're trying to kill us and, um, it was eye opening, even for me who has, I've watched so many documentaries on food inequality and like the, the food system and, and what's wrong with it and all animal agriculture, um, just basically the industry behind our food, right? This is like it's what we need, right? It's what we consume no matter what, because we need it to survive. So you can understand why there's a full business around it and why there's all this marketing and what's actually going on is pretty mind boggling because to be concise, the food industry doesn't necessarily care so much about our health and well-being. They're, they care about turning a profit and their bottom line. And it was eye opening. And I, I say this because I just want people to under, I just want people to be educated enough to make a decision from there, right? Like we can't change our ways and we can if we want to, but not everyone wants to change their ways so drastically overnight, but it is nice to understand a little bit about what's going on. So then you aren't surprised when maybe you come down with something and they say, oh, you know, this would have been preventable had you have done this, this, and this, which if you're going to a doctor, they probably won't say that because they're just going to say, take this, you'll feel better. Yeah. But, um, but it's a, it's a wild realization. And I, I came to what, what is just the idea that what we are told is not true in a lot yeah. of cases. Sure. Um, and I came to, right? Like I came to this realization in sixth grade. Thank you. Goodness. Like, I'm so grateful for this one teacher who, um, he sat our class down and, and went into like the truth behind a lot of things. And I remember telling him I'm vegetarian. I don't eat meat. And he said, oh, well then why aren't you vegan? Cause like, why stop there? You know, you know how bad everything else is. Right. And then he exposed me to a lot of things which led me to read um skinny bitch which is an old book but it's really good and it's about the food industry and animal agriculture and the cruelty and what's actually going on but then i end up watching documentaries and this and that 
And that's when I, I became vegan very quickly. So uh, it's it's this is what we were talking about last week when our card was full. And I, well, we, meaning I, I went on for like 40 minutes because this is like so close to my heart because I genuinely want people to know the truth. Oh, Andrew's nodding his head because I'm doing it again. Uh-oh. I'll, I'll no, scale back. I just want I just want to have a conversation. Let's talk for just 10 minutes, please, because this means so much to me. And if this literally helps one person and maybe that person implements new things in their family and maybe their kid yeah. doesn't have to like I just want sure. how about five, five minutes, five minutes. Okay. okay. Help me out. I'm shook by the reality. But you already knew the reality. I'm I'm still like. I'm almost more shook that this isn't like no one's screaming from the rooftops. This is so on lock and people work so hard and pay so much money to not allow these things to be known. That's because there's so much money at stake. When you realize that everything revolves around money, it all makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't want to tear a system down that's in their minds working and working in terms of financially working yeah why would you want to do it differently Mm -hmm. you know the bottom line is things exist literally for us at stores at just about everywhere right we can buy pretty much anything we want even things like tobacco like we know that that is going to have its own health implications and potentially kill you right but you can buy it there's really no difference between something like that and 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 potentially the burger you're serving your family. Yeah. And you can see this one man who that one example, I'll just give that one example. Can I? Which man? The guy at the pig farm? Oh yeah, but let's talk about some more of the details. Okay, of, sorry, of go ahead. What's going on? Cuz I mean like yeah, what he said is really interesting. Uh, so long story short, this film, they're trying to kill us. It, it was produced by our friend, John Lewis and another guy. Uh, it also has like Chris Paul and Billie Eilish attached to it. And it's a really good film. Um, it's super informative and it really starts tying together a lot of things really well, like midway through and through the end of the movie. And it, it like in a nutshell, it's about food inequalities, uh, primarily like in the African-American communities. Um, and then it goes on to, it digs into the, the food system in general and why they believe that it's broken and, and you know, where the shortfalls are. And then uh, kind of ties together different ways that, that you can change the way that you're thinking about food and, and why maybe this versus that is better for you, you know? And so it's, it's, it's another eye-opening film, and I, I suggest, like, even if it's, like, not your vibe, that you give it a shot. Um, this is, I mean, things that stood out for me, right? Like, you have, you have the pig farm mm-hmm. where the guy who ran it mm-hmm. is the guy that you want to talk about. Like, that farm um, is situated near an African-American community. Um, the, the pigs literally live in a basically like a metal barn and in each one there's like i think there was 7500 pigs in total at that farm and there were maybe five or six of those structures so they're they're packed in uh, i would imagine they see very little daylight they don't see any they literally stand on top of metal grates where they pee and poop uh which is disgusting and he said those get washed down once every 20 weeks 
So they literally stand and lay and sleep everything right on top of their own they're shit. They're ill. They're yeah, they're ill. They're pumped full of, of antibiotics and everything else. I think they said there was a stat in the movie that said 80% of antibiotics used in the country are used in animal agriculture. Yes, which is I've known that one for a while, wild. that one. And so, you know, these antibiotics, whether you take them yourself or not, they're in your food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was crazy. Uh, I mean, there was so much. I feel like we I watched mean, it like, what, a week the, ago, two the, weeks ago? The moment where they were, that guy was talking. He was like an older guy. Yeah, so this is a guy that runs this specific pig farm. Mm-hmm. He's an older guy, and he was talking to John in his office. Um, he, he straight up said, for the first ha- half of my life, I worked in the tobacco industry killing Americans. And now for the second half of my life, I work on a pig farm killing Americans. Yeah. And I just was like... But he went on to chuckle about how... He just said, like, it's just funny because there's no legal impl- implications for this kind of murder. Essentially, that's what he said. Like, yeah. There's yeah. no that like we're protected. This is we're literally funded. Yeah, we're part of the system. Like nothing's happening here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. And, and on that pig farm, they talked a lot about obviously the pee and poop have to go somewhere, so that gets pumped out to uh, what looks like a pond. I don't know what the actual name of it is. It's like it's basically a pond of shit, mm-hmm. and the smell of that place can be smelled like up to three miles away so if you live in that community you're literally just smelling pig shit Mm -hmm. all day and that has its own like health implications and Mm -hmm. and people are literally ill around these areas and it's so prominent and nobody's addressing it yeah they just get shut up yeah I mean there's examples there was one lady that was literally told to shut up by some authority Yep. So, sorry to end on a down note, but it's so real. And no, I think it's good. I mean, you're talking. Look, we we get one body and one mind. Yeah. So again, like even if it's not your thing, not your vibe, like it's okay to be open to new ideas, or just to know a little bit more about the the systems and processes that go into like keeping you alive. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, with the one body and one mind, like you you want to do what you think is best with the information that you have to like, to make sure that that one body and one mind is, is healthy for the duration of your life. And one thing I'll say about the information we have, it's not easy. Like they make it hard to find this information. Yeah. I mean, John was saying even the, the movie was getting shadow banned and post oh, yeah. post about the movie. Yeah. I mean, they're going to work really hard to make sure that you aren't exposed to the truth. So it's very easy to watch TV, consume commercials. I mean, we're literally being sold all day, every day on Instagram, on every platform that we're exposed to. The opposite messaging. Yeah. What works for them. Right. Um, so you got to know what to trust and where to find it. And they're trying to kill us as a good start. It's on a. It's only on their website, I think. Um, and there's a paywall that you can have it for like I don't even know if, if it's like still there. I thought, I thought I saw John say there was like one day left. Yeah, I'm not sure. But if you can check it out. Why do they out, do that? I don't know. I think it's just to create, I don't know. Some buzz or something? Or maybe they literally only have X amount of time to share it before something happens to it. I have no idea. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's that's like what's really been weighing on me. And it's. Yeah, it's, I think it's hard. I mean, f- for you specifically, you're an extreme empath. 
So if you see something that makes you sad, like you, you, you really feel the sadness, you know, and that can carry with you for a day, a couple of days, a week, whatever. Let's just like zoom into one scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say like, let's use ourselves as an example. If someone in our family, let's say a parent was suffering from something. Okay. I'll, I'll use my parents for an example. They both had breast cancer around the same time in life. Random, right? Not random. Because if you really drill down to the details, our food system is messed up. Where my parents grew up was near a test lab field, basically for, for Boeing, um, that put out radiation, but again, not talked about. And there's now a documentary for that, which just dropped yesterday on Hulu, um, called the deep dark Valley or something. It's something along those lines. Yeah, I think so. But it basically exposes some of the truth around that. And the, like, all I'm saying is that when it affects your family, you start to look at things differently, right? Sure. Like my parents, when they both had cancer, they took meat out of their diet. They finally like looked at me as a resource, like, okay, I, I got to make an adjustment here. All I'm saying is we want to get to a point in life where like these are natural things that we just do and it's so that we don't have to then undo at some point. Sure. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, there's probably a lot of undoing that needs to happen. Yeah, but these people are so freaking powerful and they're not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's why supporting companies that have the right missions is so important because well, they need to have the money to be louder. Yeah. I know this is like, it's not like extremely correlated, but that's why in my mind we talk a lot about the fault of them, of the right. companies, of the marketing companies. And in my mind, like put that power back in your own hands. So like you have, you need to take accountability for your own choices. So if sure. there's something different that you want based on what you know or what you've learned then demand the difference you know what i mean or you can even do it quietly too you can go and like just do what makes sense for you and ultimately like that demand is what shifts the choices that these big companies make yeah It, it is more simple than you think it's just um feeling confident enough to in some way stand out you know, I've been vegan for over 20 years now, but the first like half of the time, like it wasn't easy to to be the weirdo that ate differently, lived differently, you know, had different thoughts around all of it. Yeah. Right. It's a little easier now, but now I just, I don't care. I'm a mom and I'm, I'm going to protect my family and that's all that matters to me. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's your health, right? Yeah, your family's our, health. Yeah, so yeah. you yeah. should take it in your hands. And that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, and that's that, guys. That's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> um, so that was that was what we tried to talk about last week, and here we are again. Um, I guess that'll round out the show this week, you guys. I hope you have a fabulous Thanksgiving with family and friends. And on that note, keep keep it off your plate <laughs> if you can. Um, you know, you can adopt a turkey instead. That's always fun for a family to do. Instead of eat it, adopt one from a sanctuary, please. Um, Love you guys. We'll be back next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. New episodes drop every Tuesday right here, so make sure you tune in for all the goods.